Hello and welcome in. This is another episode of Builder versus Buyer. I have with me today um, a new friend, awesome guy, Dennis Comstock, Builder Brigade. Dennis, what's up? How's it going? Hey, what's going on, Adam? Good to be here. So tell me a little bit about what is Builder Brigade? What are you doing in your life? <laughs> so Builder Brigade is... Um... So I'm a homeowner. A lot of people think that I'm a builder just because of the channel, all the information I put out, but it all started with me being a homeowner and um, always wanting to build a house. So we had a house built a couple of years ago. And during that process, I realized, you know, I came into it with a construction background and there's a lot of issues going on during the build that I really made me think, man, if you're coming in blind and you don't have any construction knowledge, there can be a lot of things that go down that you're just not catching as a homeowner. And, you know, everyone puts everything into the, the, the builder's lap and, and just thinking that everything's going to go perfectly. But if you're not relaying exactly what you want to those builders, then there's going to be some things that pop up that you might not realize until the house is built. So my whole goal now is to just try to give as much information to homeowners to try to like build that relationship between the homeowners and the builders um, which aligns perfectly with what you're doing too. So that's kind of what I'm doing. So I'm primarily pushing content and, uh, yeah, just trying to educate those homeowners. Yeah, that's awesome. I have a, a buddy who's, um, uh, you know, I've share all my ideas with him and he's kind of like my, my sounding board. And he, he sent me a link one day. He's like, Oh dude, have you seen this guy? And it was your Instagram. I'm like, no, but I need to connect with him because it feels like we're really, really close. And as far as like our dream and vision for the industry of like home building doesn't need to be so bad and so brutal. And I think we can educate people and help along the way and really like shed some light on this process. That's got a lot of mystery to it. Um, so that's what I gather. Like most of your content is around that, right? Like what, you know, what, what, um, what you need to be thinking about and doing as you're going through a building process. Is that what builder brigade is? Yeah, yeah, essentially it's just um it is it's it seems when you go into it you're thinking, "Oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to get a builder, house is going to be built to everything that I want and my dreams are going to be complete." And then when they get into it and they you know, people homeowners just start kind of planning, they start to realize, "Wow, there's a lot of decisions that have to be made. There's a lot of things to think about. There's there's going to be hiccups, there's going to be delays, there's going to be problems." So it's just giving as much information as you can to make the best decision in the moment. You know what I mean? Cause all you can do is make the best decision in that moment with all the information you have provided to you. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, so this is a question we'll getting to some questions here. This is one that I get a lot, probably based on my content, the most of anything. And I'd love to hear it from more of a client side, somebody who hired a builder to build a home. How did you pick your builder and how would you recommend someone picking a builder in the future? So picking a builder is, you know, definitely the most important part, really, you know, that's what starts the whole thing. So for me, when I, I came up with a, well, I didn't come up with a plan. My wife said, Hey, I really like this plan. And, and, uh, she printed off Pinterest and we were looking at it for years. And then finally we saved up the money and we were ready to pull the trigger on it. So, um, I went off and searched for a builder. So I just started calling every builder in town and just kind of got them on the phone and, the one who had the best communication and was willing to build our floor plan and, you know, find out the, the like, I guess, marry it up between can they build it and will it fit within my budget is what we ended up doing. So I guess 
to answer your question, like if someone's going to be, you know, searching for a builder is get that communication going. I know I kind of went off on a tangent there, but um, to answer your question, yeah, it's finding that communication. So get them on the phone, interview as many as you possibly can. And a lot of times you're going to get, you're going to know right off the bat, if they don't call you back on the, on the first phone call that you reach out to them, that communication is not going to be good when you're having your house built. So that's a really good indicator. Go ahead and, and knock them off the list. And you'll get a couple on the phone and you'll start to get that warm and fuzzy. And now, you know, I really like this guy or I really like this, this company. And then you'll kind of start to get, to get a good feel of who you're going to be going for. Yeah. I've, I've described it in the past as like the transition between dating and marriage when you're, when you're, when you're dating and like on the sales side with a builder, you know, they, they should be excited to talk to you and like all the, all the like text messages and things that you do when you're dating. And then when you're married, you're like, you're in it and it's real life. And that's the building process. Um, and everybody, everybody that's married or in like a long-term relationship knows that the shift and transition I'm talking about, but yeah, that's such a good analogy. Yeah. To your point, if they're not excited about communicating with you on the sales side, that's like major red flag, red flag city. Um, something I've said too a lot in the past is like, it, it's so hard to quantify what a builder does and what they offer that like, I almost encourage people to ignore it and only focus on the expectation setting. Like for me, a good builder and the, the good builders that I work with, they're constantly putting up guardrails for their clients of like, let's, you know, if the client says an idea or shows a picture on Pinterest and they're like, that's great. But did you notice this, this, and this? And I feel like if you can get a builder that's setting up guardrails, setting your expectations instead of just full out excitement. Yeah. Everything can be done. It's awesome. We guarantee it's done in six months. Like those are all red flags to me, but the one who's setting guardrails and things on it, um, I I'm really drawn to. That's such a good point, man. Cause it's like, when you go to sit down and have that meeting of like, here's my plan. This is what I'm wanting. It's, it's so perfect for them to put up those guards. Cause yeah, you can get on Pinterest and you can be like, Oh my gosh, I can have all these things. And then, and then reality hits you when you sit with your builder and they say, actually what you don't realize is to have this one feature that you want is going to require this, this, and this, and anything can be done with the right amount of money. Right. But once yeah. they get an idea of your budget, they can really kind of, you know, bring you back to reality and then you can kind of start making things happen, you know, and, and it'll all you know, pan out well. Yeah. The, um, like, do you really want to spend 60 grand on a door? <laughs> you know, that those kind of conversations come up. It should come up a lot early yeah, on. Sure. Um, yeah. But it's on Pinterest. It looks so good. <laughs> they always look so, so good. <laughs> um, so along that line, picking a, a builder, um, what would you say comes first and what would, what did you guys do? Um, picking an architect first or a builder first, uh, what would you recommend? I guess it just comes down to where, where you're coming in from the beginning, right? So we had a plan that we wanted. We just really liked, we're all about efficiency, right? And just the, our plan that we wanted was perfect for our family, exactly how we want it laid out. So we knew that we were going to go custom. If you just know that you want to have your own home and you want to have it in this certain part of town, then maybe going production would be better for you to where they have a floor plan that, that you can go into. So to start, it just depends on exactly what you're looking for. So if you're going the custom route, you're going to have your plan and you can go to the, the builder and then kind of start from there. If you're not really sure and and you don't like the idea of, of looking at a plan on paper and hoping that it works out well and that all the dimensions are what you're expecting without being able to 
walk through the house, then maybe going the production route is going to be a little bit better because you can go see those spec homes and you can go, wow, this, this living room is just exactly what we're looking for. The size is perfect. And, you know, that's going to be your route. So I guess it just depends, you know, custom versus production. It's going to be the big decision up front. Yeah, I, I think that's a step. That's an awesome point, Dennis, because that's a, that's a step that's so often missed is people rush to, to floor plan or rush to lot or, or something like that, but they don't assess what type of person am I as far as what building experience I want. You know, like with the production, you mentioned a production builder is awesome because all their specs are built. You can walk through most of them. You can see the finishes and know exactly pretty close to what you'll get. Whereas custom, you are picking out every single thing in that house. Do you have the mental and emotional stability to be doing that through a construction process? It's a lot of energy and, and can be a lot of stress for some people. Like assess where you're at before even looking into architect or builder. Um, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, that's uh, going. That is so overwhelming trying to choose all those things. And, and I just was on a call with a production builder not too long ago. And he and he kind of because I didn't go through a production builder. So he laid out some information that I just was, didn't ever really thought about. But it makes so much sense. Is He said it's a misconception that you think you're going to go production builder and the quality is not going to be there. But actually, it can be the opposite because they've refined this, this floor plan so well that they know exactly what the cost is going to be. There's no hidden charges that are going to you know pop up on the builder side that they have to account for they just know it like the back of their hand you want something added they can tell you yay or nay because they know it so well um you know the trusses or just the plan itself is engineered so they're not winging it you know what i mean the framers have built this house over and over and over again so they just have it figured out and um yeah it just really kind of opened up my eyes to the production side of the house so there's not there's goods and bads to both. You know, it's like just because the house gets built fast doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad because a slower custom build, you know, you're going to run into issues like, oh man, we wouldn't even think about the duct work. Where's this going to go? And then you have to build a little case for your duct work that comes into your living space because it's just something that wasn't found until, you know, they got a little bit further along in the process. Yeah. Yeah. That, that stuff happen, happens a, a good amount too. I, I think there's something to be said too with, especially your process as you've described a little bit here, but like any build isn't going to go perfect, you know? Um, yeah. So for sure. what I think people need to reset that expectations of like, something's going to happen that's wrong or bad on your site and you're going to have to work with the builder to fix it. <laughs> Just yes. any build, yeah. Period. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, was there stuff when you guys built that like you really had to work through? Uh, actually, that's the whole reason why I started Builder Brigade was because it was we ran into some pretty crazy, crazy ones. Um, and so the first one was, you know, we got on we got on site, and my wife was looking at the the footers being poured out, and she's looking and she's looking, and she's like, "This just doesn't seem right." And I'm 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 like, "Hey, you just need to relax. You know, we just got started. I'm not going to call the builder and tell him." Oh, is this the right, you know, footers going in here? We're not going to be those, those homeowners. Yeah. And sure enough, you know, four or five days later, they put the stem wall up and then I'm looking and trying to get the, the floor plan sent to me so I can confirm. And, you know, five days into it, we look, we look at the floor plan that somebody, or not the floor plan, but the plans that were laid out by the, by the construction crews and realize they're building the wrong house. And it was just a miscommunication between the plans guy 
and the builder and the floor plan looked very similar to what we had going on but um yeah wrong house and it was just because we were diligent and really um, paying attention to what was going on that that started the whole thing so yeah we definitely ran into some hiccups and there's quite a few after that as well yeah so did that cause like a big delay um no the, the builder did a really good job of just kind of like uh you know he owned it and just and said hey this this is why it happened and and he took charge and just and and figured it out and i think they had maybe a two-day delay for us but um yeah it's just one of those things like you said you're going to run into problems so just be prepared it's not going to go smooth perfectly 100 percent. yeah that's a, a great lesson for builders in there too I, i've <laughs> been um sadly as a home designer working for builders i've been on the end of the conversation where i've I've drawn something that didn't work or sent the wrong plans to the site and something wrong got built. And the times where I've been like, Hey, my bad, I screwed up. I've always gone better <laughs> than oh, yeah, the times yeah, where you try it. and find the little, little detail and deflect and everything. Oh yeah. It's, it could be a mess, but yeah. Um, what would you say? Speaking of delays, what would you say are some best ways to avoid them in your build? As a homeowner, I, I think, as a homeowner, that's kind of out of your control. So the only thing that you really can do is, and I mean, this is the number one tip for any homeowner is just expectation. So you need to relay to your builder exactly what you're, what you're imagining, what you're thinking, what you're wanting, and give it to them upfront so that they can prepare for those delays. Like, I want black windows. It's all I want. There's nothing else I want. Make that known up front because if those are delayed, then that builder is going to order them day one to make sure that they're there when, when it's window day, right? So um, if you're coming at them, you know, when the house is being framed and say, you know what, I want to go ahead and go with black windows now, it's going to be delayed. And it's all because the homeowner decided to make that change at the last minute. So I would say expectation management on the homeowner and then making sure you relay your expectations to, that, to the builder. How do you feel like you and your wife did in your build process on that and relaying your expectations? Amazing. <laughs> Cause we're yeah. so micromanaging. Yeah. I hate to like uh, toot my own horn there, but like, we're just, I think we probably went maybe a little bit too far, but after the initial issues that we had, we just wanted to make sure that we got everything uh, that we were wanting. So I mean, I had printed out my floor plan and made notes for the electricians. Like, this is where I want this outlet. And that's some of the things that I talk about on my channel is like some of the little things that you can do. And, and as time went on, it actually ended up being a good thing because I essentially was giving the builder here, this is the, my floor plan. And here's all, all the things that I'm expecting. He's just taking that and then handing it over to the electricians. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. It makes it a little bit easier for them too. And and I haven't gotten any feedback from builders themselves on exactly like if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But for me as a homeowner, that's just me trying to relay what exactly what I'm wanting on paper. And I'm a picture guy. So here's a picture of exactly what I want handed over, you know. I, honestly, I think that's the right way to do it um, because everybody has those expectations in their head. And the people that are air quotes, not detailed people, just aren't taking the time to put them on paper. So it's going to come up at some point in the process. I'm like, Oh shoot. I thought I was going to have an outlet right here behind my bed. And that's at drywall. It's like, oh, that's kind of yeah. late <laughs> to be adding yeah, that outlet. No now. Um, and like, especially as a home designer, someone drawing plans, 
I want the super detailed clients, like the people that come in with Excel sheets of like, this is how, how many rooms we need. And this is the exact size of rooms we have. And this furniture piece needs to go here. And it's this many inches by this many. Like, I love those clients. I feel like the process goes so much smoother with the high detail people than it does with the people that just haven't taken the time to put it on paper. Um, yeah, I, I would I would encourage anybody to do what you guys did and just be detailed, be a little bit micromanaging. There's a, there's a way to do it poorly, you know, and be annoying to the job yeah. site. But yeah. like you're saying, if you're, if you're setting your expectations, like here's where I want outlets and handing that to the builder, I think 99% of the time, the builder is going to thank you for that, you know, and they may need to price some new stuff and add to your budget or whatever it is. But I, yeah, I think that's, that's the right call. Yeah, it definitely changes the, you know, every time that we came with, this is what we're looking at. It all comes with a price. You know what I mean? You yeah. know, no one's out there trying to do build your house for free. So knowing that too is like, okay, this is what we're wanting. And then a lot, you know, a lot of times this is, here's our piece of paper of all the things that we want. And then we get it back and we scratch a couple of things off and then we give it back to them. Like, okay, that's the good meat in the middle because we don't want to go too far off of our budget. Yeah. Was there anything pricing wise? Was there anything that like really surprised you either high or low? Um, it was a couple of years ago. So, um, you know what, I guess in general, the overall budget of just how much we were going over on just all the little things. So, um, we had our quote for like what our budget was for cabinets and lighting and all these things. And then when we started getting in the process, I realized, Oh, okay. We spent our budget on just living room lighting. Right. So then we had to come out of pocket for a lot of things. So it's, it wasn't really knowing, what 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 is a good kitchen cabinet budget i don't know i never put kitchen cabinets in a house before right so it's like just overall budget at the end i was like wow we really went over i thought we were going to be killing it you know like oh we only went 10 grand over but no it ended up being uh more yeah (laughs) yeah i think almost everybody goes over i don't know what if if it is just really unrealistic expectations or something but i haven't really put my finger on that but yeah yeah, maybe it's uh maybe it's when when you get into it, it's all the shiny things, right? And you're thinking ahead of your future self and you're going, Oh, I gotta have you know, I gotta have this thing or I gotta have that thing. And it's one of those things that you didn't think about in the beginning. And that's why I like that's why I'm so adamant about, you know, Builder Brigade is that hopefully I can help people think of all these things beforehand so then that keeps them within budget because they've listed it from the beginning instead of you know, they get further along and they're like, you know, what would be great here an outlet and they're too far gone in the process. And now they're like you said, into sheetrock and they're having to add an outlet somewhere. Yeah. So, um, speaking of which your builder brigade channels on TikTok and Instagram, are you on any, any other platforms? Uh, Facebook. And then I'm just bringing over those, um, TikTok videos to shorts to YouTube. So YouTube's you know, not really doing anything much of anything right now, but, um, yeah, I'm planning on doing some regular YouTube videos. They're just super time intensive to make. Yeah. But the, um, the TikTok and Instagram stuff is awesome. Like, um, Oh, thank the, you. Yeah. Your videos of like the, the seven things you need to add if you're thinking of building or electrical changes, like there's, there's a lot of good stuff in there. What would you say are some of the, the, um, the most well-received or like, biggest light bulb moments for people that you've posted the ones that always do best that people respond to are going to be like like you just said like listing out the seven 
the seven things to add. It's all features, right? So that's why I created that checklist that I sell on my website. It's, um, it's just all the things to think about. So, you know, all of the different outlets and, 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 and I'll be honest with you, that, that list just continues to grow because every single day it's, it's almost that people send me new things or, or I'll be talking to people and they'll ask me, well, what about this? And so those are the most well-received things or those items that you add to your house that you just don't think about, you know, cause that's the beauty of building, right. Is, is you can build it to your specification, exactly what you're wanting. So that's, that's the fun part. Yeah. So what are some of those tips for people? Like what specific things would you, would you mention? Um, here, I wrote a little list here. Is my video frozen? It looks like it's frozen on my end here. No, you're still good. you're still rolling. Okay, cool. Um, so I would say like, I, I have the general go-tos. Like if I, if, if I was at work with somebody and they're building a house, I would just hit them with as many things as I can. Like, don't forget this. Don't forget that. Um, record man recording your build when you when you're in when you're in framing you have your electrical rant and your plumbing go around and just record every single wall and you can go back after the fact and when you go and add stuff you can look behind your walls man it's amazing and and i just recently Great did this idea. i needed to have a cat cable drop and the, and the guys who were coming to install they they told me like dude we cannot get a cat cable you know terminal right here that you're wanting and then I pulled up the video and showed him like, hey, I think we can go this way and then come into this wall. Sure enough, they're able to pull it off because I had that re uh, recording. So it definitely comes in handy. That's awesome. Great call. Um, I got a few here. I can just kind of just uh, yeah, go for it. spout off. Um, like I said, printing off your plan uh, and you can draw out all your electrical stuff with your outlets. And then another thing you can do when you print off your plan is your fixtures. So your recess lights versus your fixtures. Uh, where you want all those. And then that also allows you to add them up because you're paying for every single recessed light. And that'll kind of make sure that you're within budget. Um, print off your plan and list all your cat cable locations because that's another big one is cat cable. Hopefully, you know, most people aren't still living on the coax world because everything's cat cable, right? It's all internet based. And, and you'll see some people who argue that well, everything's wireless, but no, you still want to wire it. I mean, if you're building your house, wire it for cat cable. So I always say two drops per room. And then you can also use that cat cable to power your security cameras. And it, that's called power over ethernet, which some people aren't familiar with that, but that's one cable that powers your security camera instead of, an, instead of having to have like some DC power and outlet out there. Um, electrical outlets like um, for your electric car and a bidet outlet that's kind of new right like the bidets are somewhat you know taking the world by storm right now or at least the the states so having an outlet back there for a bidet um and then framing support when your house is being framed you can go in and talk to your builder and see if they'll allow some scrap wood to be put up where you're going to be hanging things like a towel rod or your toilet paper holder if you've ever had a rental you've seen that four towel rods hanging on by a thread because it's ripped out of the wall so many times yep um and then here, the last one would, I would say would be uh, interior insulation. So it's a misconception that when in insulation goes in, that it's throughout the whole house, but it's not. It's only on the exterior of the home. So on if you have the interior of your house insulated, that helps primarily with noise dampening. So if your master bedroom is up against the living room, then you can get that wall insulated. They even have you know sound proofing insulation that will keep the noise down. 
And then with that, you can also do some solid core doors that will won't allow that that sound to penetrate into your bedroom. Yeah. So yeah, that's just a quick list there. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I talk about on my channels and is just things like that. Yeah, it's a endless treasure trove. You guys should all follow along. <laughs> sure. um, describe to me. So what is the, uh, you mentioned it earlier, the checklist. What is that? Uh, so it's a checklist that um, I made when I was building my house just to kind of organize my thoughts of all the things, you know, I'd spend, I would just think about it constantly of all the things trying to think 10 steps ahead of what I wanted on the house to make sure it got done. And it's a little micromanaging. I wouldn't talk to the builder about it. I would just in my mind, make sure it was getting done because once it's done, man, it's done. If you didn't get that outlet, it's too late. All they're going to say is I'm sorry. You're right. So um, I started making that checklist. And then along the way, I'd run across people at work who were building a house and I'd give them my checklist like, Hey, don't forget these things. And um, as time's gone on, I update it. So I make a list that a lot of times people are dropping things in comments like, oh, I added this and I added that. So I'll add that to the checklist. So yeah, I sell that on my website and then that helps fund all the other things. Like I have, I have a Facebook group, but then I also have like a private group also on my website that, that I'm, uh, you know, make available to homeowners who are building. So having those groups is amazing because it, what's so cool is I'm not the guy who has all the answers, right? I'm just trying to help organize all the information. So you jump into those groups and we can all help each other. You know, people are posting pictures like, Hey, does this look right? And the sidewalks all like canted to the side. And then that makes you feel better when everyone in the comments, 30 people are like, dude, that looks like garbage. And then they feel confident when they go to the builder, like this is garbage. I'm not accepting it. So, you know, it's kind of like power to the people, right? We can all help yeah. each other out. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Um, what's your website and your handles? Uh, it's builderbrigade.com is the website. Um, it's pretty slim pickings right now just because everything's getting pushed on social. It's super time consuming making videos and things. So um, I would say if you're trying to get all those tips, definitely jump on the socials, which is just, if you just search Builder Brigade, you'll find it. And that's on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and then on YouTube as well. Awesome. Um, any, any final thoughts, comments, or questions? Um, no, I think we've covered quite a bit here. Um, I definitely am interested in doing this again. Maybe we can jump on a live on TikTok and, and continue that. But no, if anybody has any questions or anything, wants to shoot me an email, I have my contact information on my website. Just go on my website, look up contact and yeah, hit me from there. Awesome. And I'll post that in all the show notes as well for those people listening on the podcast. But yeah, Dennis, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, yeah, really enjoyed it. Hope we can get together more soon. I would love to do TikTok Live with you or whatever. Um, that sounds like a lot of fun. Killer, man. Thanks, Adam. I appreciate it. Anytime. You can reach the show on Instagram at buyer or by email info at buildervspire.com. Also, I'm on LinkedIn, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram for my design firm. If you want to follow along, check out floor plans. I'd love to hear from you. That's Burnham Design Co. B-I-R-N-A-M Design Co. And LinkedIn is my name, Adam Steiner, S-T-E-I-N-E-R. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review. And last but not least, thanks to Andrew Michael Metter for the music.